She was this gun-toting, whiskey-drinking broad. The super epic fucking broad. She was a pioneer in the industry. She's also so famous and so controversial. So controversial. So she's kind of a big fucking deal. Her story is so incredible. She belongs on this podcast because she's a broad you should know. Hello and welcome to Broads You Should Know, the podcast about amazing and noteworthy women from history. I am Sarah Gorski. I'm Sam Eggers. I am Chloe Skye. And today we're going to talk about a New Year's Day broad, Betsy Ross. New Year's Day? Oh, Miss Ross. She was born on Is New Year's Day, January the- oh. 1st. Aww. She was a little New Year's baby. That's sweet. Yes. She always knew what her age was. <laughs> If she did the math. Yeah, you just subtract the year. I don't know. I always wish I was born on January 1st. Just so I'd be like, yeah, whatever. The day everyone's hungover. That's when you get your birthday. For 100%. No one wants to ever celebrate with you. Everyone would be like, forget it. I'm partying out. Oh, that's true. Like, I already had that problem. My birthday's January 7th. Everyone's like, I'm tired. I can't. Tired of partying. We just came off a long holiday. You don't get get anything, Sarah. Also, your Christmas was your birthday gift. You know, like, (laughs) it's it's the same shit. So not fair. Yeah. Okay. I'm glad I'm. Everyone born, like, between December, like, 17th, I feel like. And yeah, it's all. Anyway, you should feel bad for us. I do. I do. Um, <laughs> now, now that I know. I... But uh, so Betsy Ross, she was born Elizabeth Griscombe, uh, January 1st, 1752. <laughs> so Grizzcomb. I see why she changed the name. Yeah. Well, she got married, but, you know, back then. <laughs> I'd have gotten married the second I could if I had that name. <laughs> she was the eighth of 17 children. Oh. That poor mother. Oh. 17. That is. Although only nine of them actually survived childhood. That sounds about right. Those well, that sounds days. like old days. Yikes. But still 17. His, That's why you have 17. 17. If half your kids are going to die, you have to have as many as you can. That's yes. your whole life. That's like most, half of her life probably. Yeah. She's pregnant. More, I would say more. So uh, the Griscombs were Quakers. Ye old Quakers. Her, uh, Elizabeth's great, Elizabeth, we'll just call her Betsy from now on. Uh, her her great-grandfather, Andrew Griscombe, emigrated from uh, England in 1680. Uh, and her great-aunt Sarah Elizabeth Ann, all very Quakery names, yeah. um, taught her how to sew. She was like, her, her great-aunt was like, here you go, here's, your, here's how to sew. And, and that's why we have the American flag. <laughs> <laughs> don't skip to the end. I'm sorry. Spoilers. Spoilers. I don't, know. Whole, I don't know who Betsy Ross is. I have I've never... a whole rest of the podcast. Don't, don't no. sorry, stop listening, listeners. guys. We got more. We got more. <laughs> You're going to learn some interesting things about her. Um, so she did go to school. The Quakers were, like, very specific about, like, sending their kiddos to school. So she was given the good Quaker education. And then her father apprenticed her to an upholsterer named William Webster. Um, and uh, upholstering now is, like, only couches. But back then, it was kind of, like, everything that needed to be sewn mm-hmm. that wasn't clothes. So they, like, they did a lot, like... Make curtains They, they made a, Yes, exactly. They would make curtains. They would, like... So bags and things like that and like all sorts of crazy, I don't know. We don't think of that as like a real job now, although it still is, I suppose. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Someone's doing it. Yeah. Might be a machine. Uh, when While she's working for Webster, she meets a man named John Ross. Here comes the love interest. Mm-hmm. Boom. Um, but, but this John... was not the Ross that she married. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's the, dra- here's the drama. Uh, John was not Quaker, Uh-oh. and so her family was like, mm-mm, 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 and she was like, okay, and they eloped. <laughs> Good for 
They go across the river to Hugs Tavern in New Jersey. Hugs Tavern? And they get, they elope. And her family cuts her off. Her family's like, ooh, you married a non-Quaker. See you later. When you have nine other kids, you know. Eight. Yeah. And maybe even another one or two had died to them. Anyway, there's like a whole history of child stuff. Anyway, in all the research I found. Um, So her family cuts her off, but she's like, at this point, she's actually fairly well-skilled. And uh, her her husband, John Ross, had also been working at the upholstery place, too. And they were like, you know what? Let's just start our own upholstery business. Because we're, you know, we know enough. We can do that. So they start their own upholstery business, and they join Christ Church. I am going to give you guys one guess as to who else went to Christchurch. Any ideas? Jesus. <laughs> no. Paul <She's>... Revere. <laughs> no. Benjamin Franklin. She sat across the aisle some Sundays from George Washington. George oh. Washington. George Washington. Okay. And a whole bunch of other Continental Congress members. They so all like went to church. She was in a hoity-toity circle. She was in a good spot of town. Well, Or at I least going so. to the right church. I yeah. mean... <laughs> <laughs> they they were like all of like basically all of the important people that were part of the Revolutionary War leadership kind of all lived in relatively the same areas. George Washington oh. didn't live there, but he w- frequented there because mm-hmm. there was lots of goings on. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was the church he went to when he was in town. Oh. So uh, and uh, later on, Betsy Ross's daughter says that. Quote, she was previously well acquainted with Washington and that he had often been in her house in friendly visits as well as on business. And she had embroidered ruffles for his shirt bosoms and cuffs. That was partly owing his friendship for her that she was chosen to make the flag. Oh. So they like were buddies, buddies up with, with Giorgio. <laughs> um, two years after they get married, though, after her and John get married, the Revolutionary War officially begins. And John is a part of the local militia. But early on, he is injured in an explosion, and he succumbs to his wounds. He dies pretty soon after that. Very sad. They'd only been married two years. But Betsy's like, okay, well, I got a business to do. So she just keeps on with her business, Mm -hmm. uh, repairing uniform. At this point, her business is a lot of repairing the uniforms, making tents, blankets. Um, She used to make, like, the things that would hold the musket balls and, like, Mm -hmm. all the ammo and stuff like that. Like, that's what, you know, upholstery. Who knew? Yeah. Hmm upholsters did all that there's like a little bit of speculation that betsy was the the quote beautiful young widow who distracted carl von donop in mount holly new jersey um keeping his forces out of the battle of trenton which was like a big deal that his forces didn't show up there and like there's like a rumor the wild rumor that it was her beauty that stayed him (laughs) that is unsubstantiated i will say audience that is not that wasn't a fact but i'm a fan of the rumors i think they're interesting it is interesting um so based on the stories passed down in the Ross family after Betsy's life. In May 1776, George Washington, Robert Morris, and George Ross, who is John, her deceased husband's uncle, they visit Betsy and they show her a sketch of the new American flag. And Betsy looks at it and she's like, oh, why does the star have six points? That's going to be so hard to sew. And she's like, guys, we got to change it to you have to change it to five points. It'll be way easier to make. And she picks up her scissors and she cuts a five-pointed star in a single snip. 
Uh-huh. Oh. I mean, that does sound easier. And then uh, hands over here. And then she was she was hired. She was hired to make the flag. And so uh, from that point on, she was working on the flag. She finished it either in late May or early June 1776. And June 14th, uh, 1777, the Continental Congress officially adopts the national flag. And they resolved that the flag of the United States be 13 stripes, alternate red and white. And that the union be 13 stars, white in blue field, white in a blue field, representing a new constellation. So it's interesting. So there's controversy, though, mm-hmm. about the origin of the flag, because the only records that all of what I just said happened were told by her and her family. So there's no, like, mm. facts and written documentation that she is the one who made the flag, like the original. Did anyone else claim to there are there's no like strong claims of someone being like no i did this but there's definitely other women mm-hmm. who and people who are hired to make flags mm-hmm. because they had to put flags on everything like yeah. everything in the, in the military and in the navy and all that like mm-hmm. they put flags on everything so there was lots of orders for flags so there's like it's like a tad bit controversial that like only in her grandson's diaries a hundred years after she died did, was like where some of these stories actually like came out. Is so it going like, to come out that Betsy Ross actually killed her husband and then she was <laughs> a con woman and she didn't actually make any flags? I don't, I don't think so. <laughs> she weaseled her way into Washington's inner circle. Well, she did make so. So there is. Her beauty kept men out of cities and George Washington telling people she made flags. There is, in fact, evidence that she did make flags. She was a legitimate businesswoman. There's like a, a bill of sale. Like Ben Franklin and Robert Morris and George Ross hired her to make all the flags for the Pennsylvania Navy, and there's this like receipt for fourteen pounds, twelve pence, and two shillings. Okay. So there's like there is proof that she like did a bunch of work. The mm-hmm. question is just like the story of the origin of the flag and the one snip, like all that. Like who knows? But it's a really great story. Mm-hmm. And I hope if she it's was true. friends Me with too. Washington, which it sounds like was mm-hmm. you know it, I mean she's making his his bosom and she, collar and and the fact that her hus- her late husband's uncle was also one of these big decision makers it it does make sense but mm-hmm. it isn't I have to just say it's not proven so okay. she goes on to make all the flags and then in 1970 uh 19 <laughs> 17 1777 she marries Joseph Ashburn who is a mariner he's a sh- a shipman at the same winter, I had, this was like another unrelated side note, but that same winter of 1777, she, they were forced to share their home with British soldiers. So she's like oh. sewing American flags. And she That's has British shoulders. Hilarious. Soldiers, like, living That's so in funny. her house. I love that. But then in 1780, her husband's ship, Ashburn's ship, was going for supplies and it was captured by the Continental Army. I'm sorry, not the Continental, the Royal Navy. Mm-hmm who is against the Continental Army, uh, and he is imprisoned for treason because he is aiding the Continental Army. Mm. Uh, While he's in jail, their nine-month-old daughter, Zilla, dies, and she gives birth to a second daughter, Eliza. So while he's in prison, all that goes down, and he actually dies in prison. He does not make it out of prison. Damn. And his his buddy from prison, War. John Claypool, comes and gives her the news. And it's like, oh, this is what happened. He was captured and he died. Three years later, she marries John Claypool, the man who brought her the bad news. I think wow. that's interesting. 
That's interesting, that is right? Interesting. <laughs> that she is marries interesting. the guy who brought her the death news of her previous husband. But he seemed to, I don't know. There wasn't any like weird BS about him, so he seemed like a nice guy. Um, they had they had proceeded to have five daughters. As nice daughters. as they came in the They had five daughters. 1700s. They moved to Philly. Their business, uh, you know, he did the business with her, and their business really flourished in Philadelphia. Like, that was a great time of growth for Philadelphia, um, historically speaking. And uh, the daughters eventually took over the business, and it, it kept going. They kept making flags. There was a lot of a lot of work to be had. And then on January 30th, 1936, 1836, 60 years after the Declaration of Independence was signed, she died at the age of 84. She's a good long life. Yeah. Yeah. And she was fully blind at the time of her death. I think the last three years it said she was blind. Oh. Which, I mean, at that point she wasn't working anymore, but but her business was still running. Wow. Um, And then, of course, the final note I have here is in 1952... The United States Postal Service issued a stamp in in a honor of her 200th birthday. So she's our first stamp broad. No, wait, uh, that's not true. Sacagawea. Sacagawea, yeah. Dang. She's a coin. Is she also a stamp? I think she's also she's a stamp. She's probably a stamp. Mm-hmm. They all deserve to be stamps, yeah. in my mm-hmm. opinion. But all they should all, should yeah. be stamps. That's true. We should sign a deal with the Postal Service. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's this, and you can see the stamp. Um, it's a little picture of, like, her sewing this little the little circle of stars mm-hmm. in the blue field. That's nice. Yeah. So that's Bessie Ross, our New Year's broad. So wholesome. It Welcome is. to 2020. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, I didn't know she had, like, three husbands and... Like she dealt with. I a didn't lot know of, any of that. It's a dramatic and life. I didn't. I didn't say it, but her whole family, like her dad and uh, that that whole side, they all died of yellow fever well, and like there was like lots of lots of tragedy in that yeah. family. Lots of stuff was hard in those days for people. Yeah, I'm pretty. Live. I'm pretty glad we live in the age with medicine and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah me too. It's too. pretty. It's pretty cool. Dentists. So that is Betsy Ross, the broad you know. No, although you probably the broad you know more about than you ever knew before. That's. I think that's probably true. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to support the show, please, please, please leave us an iTunes review. If you don't want to write the text, you can just like leave us five stars. Um, also, tell your friends. That's the best way for us to get new listeners. Um, you can always reach out to us directly uh, on Instagram at broadsyoushouldknow or email at broadsyoushouldknow at gmail.com. You also should visit our website, which is, guess, guessed it right, broadsyoushouldknow.com. We've got more details about all our broads and our sources uh, and all sorts of stuff there. We're going to be back next week to tell you about another broad you should know. And until then, you guys have a great week.